I'm very privileged today to share with you the Word of God. And before I do that, uh, I want to tell you a story, the true story from Sudan. About the people of Nuba Mountains, they were oppressed for many years by the government of Sudan. And uh, many leaders were killed. The people said this is now is becoming too much. And one man wanted to start fighting the government. They started with the spear, and then they have only one gun. But they have a covenant, very strong covenant agreement between them. Anybody who wants to join the movement, they have to come together and they pierce their fingers. They drop blood in the cup and put some salt and water. If you want to join, then you drink that and share among of you. Because that work is, was very dangerous and the enemies was big. It needs unity and agreement all time. And that means if you're caught, you don't say, I'm with some, someone. Just die alone. If you agree on this, then you take it. This is how they started. And now they're fighting the government. Almost they're equal. This governor, covenant was very strong. And today our readings is also talking about the governor. The covenant that's happened in the past with the Israelites. God told them to slaughter a sheep and smear the blood on the top of the doors. That was very strong. They eat the sheep all the night and they eat bread. This covenant required obedience. People obeyed. And that covenant were able to take and deliver the people of Israel from Egypt to the promised land. Even though it was very difficult, but people kept the promise and kept keep obeying God. So, in the New Testament, in our time, there is a new covenant. And that covenant is between God and all of us. Not only Israelites, but even the Gentile, we all. And this covenant, we read in the Gospel of Luke, when Jesus they had the Last Supper, when he was entering to the suffering and death. He knew what's going to happen. Out of his love, he chose to die on the cross. 
out of his love, he came down to take the form of human being. And that's humility. He's humbled himself to come to us on earth and lived with us so that we can understand him. In that evening, that was the last supper, he told them he's not going to eat again till the kingdom of heaven comes. So, Judah was with them who betrayed him. When Judah went out, he left with the 11 disciples. First of all, he took the cup. That is number one. Take this and share it among you. But after supper, he took the cup again. He said, drink all of this, all of you. This is the new covenant for the forgiveness of sins. The element of blood is very important. As he said in Nuba Mountains, it's very important. Blood in our culture, it means life. So he mentioned the blood because he's going to pour the blood for all of us. This blood is for the forgiveness of sins. He gave it to them. And after that, he gave them the bread. See, the bread was mentioned in the Old Testament. Here also the bread was mentioned. He said, take and eat. This is my body, which is given to you. So the bread represents Jesus' body. The bread is very important in our life. This is food. If we don't eat, we become weak. If we don't eat, In Sudan, when we are hungry, we, we become angry quickly. When you come, you find no food, oh, you start kicking the dogs, doors, everything, because you are hungry and you be weak. This bread is very important for our life to give us the strength and give us activity to do a lot of things. That's why we are here today, because we have somehow we have eaten. So Jesus told them, this is bread. And in another place, Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. So when we eat the bread, that is the spiritual bread. It's very important. We eat the spiritual food. If we are to be effective church, we are to be strong Christian, you eat bread. The bread is Jesus and the bread is the word of God. This is spiritual food. If you are not eating, you'll be hungry. If you are hungry spiritually, then you will cause problem. You will become angry quickly 
because you are you are not eating. In Nuba Mounts, in the time of war, people have eaten skins of the drums. They steal the drum because there was no food. They eat the skin. They put it in the water and they eat because they are hungry. If you are hungry, you can eat anything. When I'm hungry, I will eat the food. When I'm about to satisfy, I say, Hey, there is no salt in this sauce. Can you give me salt? And I, Can you give me what? Because now I'm feeling well. So if you are not eating the word of God, you will not manage. You will not manage the church, coming to the church. You will not manage the Christian life. The Christian life is not your reading of the Bible and using your mind. To live a Christian life, you have to eat the food. When we are hungry spiritually, we'll be people liars. We'll tell lies. You speak against people. You'll be proud because you are hungry. All these things, you'll eat them. You will acquire them. Because you are hungry, the word of God. In the Old Testament, I don't know how to translate this in uh, Psalms, in Proverbs, I mean. He said the person who is hungry is eating everything. But the person who is full and satisfied even the honey, he will trample the honey. There is many things sweet in this world. If you are hungry, you will go for them. You will go for stealing. You will go for fornication. You will go for lies. You will go for many things because your stomach, spiritual stomach is empty. Your life is empty. You will not be able to testify. You will be causing problem in the church. So today, we reminded that we eat the bread. We eat spiritual food. As a Christian to grow and be effective in the ministry and in the family life, we need to feed on the bread and that's Jesus. We need him in any time. So that was the covenant. He told us to remember. Remember him always. Whenever we eat this. That was very powerful fellowship and union. The fellowship of the Holy Communion is comprised from God, yourself, and other people. This is very strong fellowship. So when we come together in the Holy Communion, it's not just mere wine and bread. But this is the covenant God gave it to us. That's we continue remembering him. And we continue fellowshipping together. What do we remember? 
When we come to the Holy Communion, what do we remember? I think the important things we have to understand first why Jesus did this. Why he did it. You have to, when you come always, you have to acknowledge that Jesus did this for you out of his love to save you. This is the way that he's going to save us. When we come to eat, we remember him that he did this for us. He died on behalf of us. That was our place to die, but he took our place. And when we remember that Jesus has died for us, then we'll be grateful. So, the important thing is to know how to eat the Holy Communion. It's not just you go in the row and you take it. No, there is regulation. There is a way you're eating. And I, when I came to U.S., I found too many rules which are not there in Sudan. There were too many rules here. I was asking myself, is the U.S. actually made too much for themselves or because I'm coming from different culture? Even the house, even the pets, you, you, you have to get the permission. That's there we have cows, we have goats, we have chickens, we live with them everywhere. Even in public transport, people go with goats, with the chicken, they go, they travel. But here, everything has rule. And the rule is everywhere. Even in Sudan, we have, yes, some rules. We know how to eat. You have to eat with your mouth, not with your nose. And you have to know how to sleep, what time, how to drink, how to wash, how to operate TV. All these have rules. Even when you come here, you have rules. In the readings that we read from the letter of First Corinthians, is giving us the instructions, the right way how to eat. And it is when we come... We have to search ourselves. We look into our lives. You check the two partners. I said the Holy Communion is God, you, and other people, other Christians. So you check these relationships. Before you come and take this Holy Communion, you have to check them. And this is where we don't like that. We don't like to check yourself and see who wrong. There is somebody there strong. You cannot lie. You cannot hide from him. That's our inner heart. Even if you do something alone which is wrong, your heart will tell you, you, are, you did that, what, that was wrong. Even if the pastor did not see you, but your heart will testify, that was wrong. That was not right word. You hurt somebody. You do a mistake there. So when you come, 
Hear that voice. Hear that voice. What is it telling you? Do you have anything you need to settle with your brother? Do you have somebody to forgive? Sometimes we say yes, but we avoid. We have to search ourselves and come to take this Holy Communion in repentance heart. When we repent. And the repentance always is difficult. It is very hard to say, I'm sorry. Disciples are asking about who is to be the first. Who is the one to be the greater. The pride sometimes, when we want to be great, it's difficult to say, I'm sorry. Forgive me, my sister. Forgive me, my brother. This is the things we check when we come. We check our relationship with God. What are we doing? Are we in the track? But sometimes when we do something you don't need to take this Holy Communion. You need to repent. When you repent it's okay. You can take. Sometimes we don't want to repent but we don't want people also to see us that oh today he has not eaten maybe you have something. So you go and eat because we, we are proud. We fear people. This is very serious. That's what needs to remember when we are coming to have the Holy Communion. And when we come to have a Holy Communion, we have to come with the full knowledge. We know what we are doing. We know what we are eating. Because Paul was telling people they have to follow with the repentant hearts. If your heart is not good, please, you repent. And you will not repent if you are hungry. If your heart is empty, if there is no word of God in your life, if there is no bread, that's Jesus in your life, you will not repent. And Paul is saying, when we do that without repentance, you are causing harm to yourself. So this is the great feast that we are given to remember Jesus until he comes. And the Holy Communion in itself is humility. The process of Holy Communion is humility. Jesus came down to be with us, to shed blood for us, and give his body to save us. We have to accept this in obedience. All this what we do here, if there is no obedience, we are doing nothing. If the pastor is preaching us and we are not obeying, we will not be effective. Even if we read the Bible and we just don't obey it, and we will not obey unless Jesus is helping us. And he's there, he's ready to help us. 
is ready to escort us in any difficulties. Even though sometimes we don't see him, but he's there. He'll be with you in your work. He was with his servants in the fire, in the wilderness, in the mountain, in the sea. God is there with us always. And that's why always I'm encouraged that because he said, I'm always with you. And this is the time all the church is remembering this covenant between us and God. The covenant is to be kept. The covenant is be, to be obeyed. May the Lord help us to be able to understand, to be able to obey him because he sent us to the world to be disciples. Let us pray.